Journey into space. The BBC presents Jet Morgan in Operation Luna. After a thrilling trip lasting nearly five days, Jet Morgan and his crew in the rocket ship Luna touched down on the surface of the moon. After contacting the Earth and receiving messages of congratulations from all parts of the terrestrial globe, they set about their tasks of taking photographs, collecting specimens of moon rock and soil, and exploring the area in which they landed. Then, while Jet, Doc, and Lenny were making their way towards their next objective, the strange sounds which they, and particularly Lemmy, had heard on their journey from Earth, were heard again. And then Doc thought he saw something move in the crater ahead of them. Hello? Hello? What's the trouble? We heard that noise again. Not just Lemmy this time, but all three of us. Did you hear it? Are you sure you did? Of course I'm sure. And on top of that, I saw something move in the crater. Ah, ridiculous. I tell you, I saw it. Did you, Doc? We'll see in just a minute. I'm almost at the crater now. If there's anything to see, I shall see it. There. Not a thing. Not... I could swear I'd been through all this before. Hey, Doc, huh? Seen this very crater before. Recognize every detail. Where's Jet? What? If I go down into it, the floor will be soft and powdery like a fresh fall of snow. Not a second ago, he was standing on its rim. Now he is. Every feature is as familiar as my own backyard. He must have fallen in. I have been here before. I've seen it all many years ago. Hello, Jeff. Hello. Duck calling. Can you hear me? He don't answer. Let's get over there. Hello, Jeff. Jeff, hello. He must be in there somewhere. Look for him, Lemmy. Look for him. Look and keep looking. Keep looking. Keep looking. And look hard. Concentrate. Observe the mountains that border the bay. Observe the smooth floor of the bay itself. Well, do you see it? Yes, Uncle. The bay is full of craters. Aye, it probably is, but you can't see them. Uh, with a big telescope at Blackford Hill, you might make out some. Wee craters. Lots of wee craters. And, and one is wide and shallow like a dish. What are you talking about, boy? Which one? The one near the ship. What ship? The spaceship. I stood on the crater's rim and made my way down into it. What nonsense is this? I was there, on the moon. Young man, when I sit up half the night with you in this observatory, it's to further your education, not for you to utter such drivel. But no buts. Your head's full of rubbish. You're reading those stupid books and hearing the radio. Spaceship. Ah. It's not rubbish, Uncle. Lots of people think it is, but it isn't. It's a scientific possibility. Is it a scientific possibility that you might try paying strict attention to what I'm telling you? Yes, Uncle. Space travel. When they can't even get the earthbound trains to run to time. Now, look again. Make a sketch of what you see and only what you see. I want no imaginative drawing, just the plain facts. Yes, sir. Then get on with it, boy. Don't stare at me. Look into the eyepiece. Look. Take a good look. Look hard and long and keep looking. Keep looking. Keep looking, Lenny. Keep at it. I am looking, Doc. No sign of him anywhere. Perhaps we'd better go down on, onto the floor. Lemmy, you better come into the ship. Well, four. 
So I can go out and help Doc look for Jet. That's what for. There's two of us looking already. Lemmy, come in. If you're so keen to come out, come out. I'm not stopping you. You know darn well I can't get out. Somebody has to be inside to work the airlock. Look, Mitch, why not use the televiewer? From up there in the nose, you'll be able to see further than we can. All right, Doc, but televiewers are Lemmy's province. He should be in here working it. All you have to do is to switch it on. Nothing complicated about that. All right, calm down, Lemmy. Mitch is just as worried as you are. I'm sorry, Doc. Something awful must have happened to Jet. Hey, Doc. Yes? Is this a game? There's Jet in the crater, large as life. What? Jet! Jet! What are you doing here? I told you to wait until I called you to come on. Jet, boy! Are you all right? Of course I'm all right. If Doc did see anything in this crater, it's certainly not here now. I? But that was nearly three hours ago. Three? What are you talking about? Can't be more than five minutes since I left you. Jet! What's happening to you? What's happening to me? What's happening to you? So come back to the ship, all of you. We'll try and straighten this out. What is happening? Somebody had better tell me. We better go back. Something very strange is taking hold of us all. Yes, Jet, you'll be safer in there. Well, if you say so. I don't know what all this is about, but maybe when we do get inside, you'll give me some rational explanation. Well, now we're all here. What's up? What's up, he says. Jet, when you left us and walked towards that crater, Mitch called us up. That's right, I heard him. Well, both Lemmy and I instinctively turned towards the ship when we heard Mitch's voice. And when we turned back, you'd gone. Of course, by then I was making my way down to the crater floor. Yeah, that's what we thought. But you'd gone so quickly, we thought you must have fallen in. So we came running over. But when we got there, all we saw were your footprints in the dust. There was no sign of you. Is this a joke? Jet, what time did Doc come out to you? As far as I can remember, about... 1,600 hours. And how much time do you think has passed since then? More than 10 minutes, I'd say. The time is now 18 hours, 47 minutes. I tell you, a picture's clear. Every detail of the surface outside is hard and sharp. Nothing out of the ordinary. Not a thing. No sign of movement anywhere. It's as still as a graveyard. October 30th, 1965. It is now 13 Earth days since takeoff and 8 days since we landed on the moon. Since Jet's strange disappearance, nothing else unexpected has happened. While three of us are working outside, the fourth watches our every move on the televiewer screen. We never wander away from each other, at least not more than a few feet. And Jet has given strict orders that we keep the ship within sight at all times. This has limited the area we can explore and means we stay out of most crater floors entirely. But there's still plenty of work to be done on the elevated surface. Spirits rise as the time for going home draws closer. For although there has been nothing to alarm us for some time, there's a strange feeling of apprehension that we all feel but never mention. All but Lemmy, that is who seems to have forgotten that anything strange has ever happened to him or to any of us. He's in here with me now, while Jet and Mitch are outside making their period. Boom! But don't... It covers the whole crater. 
The one jet got lost in. It's as though a spherical roof had been placed over it. You're going crack if this screen's blank. No, it's there. Plain as plain. Surely you can see it. No, Dr. Carl. Call up Jet and Mitch and tell them. Tell them to look towards the crater. Quick. Hello. Hello, Jet. Mitch. Hello. Hello, hello, Jet. Oh, they don't answer. They can't hear us. It's that perishing music. Whenever that's on, nobody can hear a darn thing. Take hold of yourself, Lemmy. Try again. Hello, Jet. Let me call in. Can you hear me, Jet? Hello, Jet. Jet! Oh, it's gone. Yes. The dome is gone. Hello? Hello, Doc. Lemmy. Hello, Jet. You can hear us. What's the idea? We've been calling you for a couple of minutes. Calling us? What's wrong? Were you asleep? No, Jet. We weren't asleep. You saw, with as much detail as you can remember, but only what you remember. Okay. We don't want an imaginative drawing, just the plain facts. While you're doing it, Mitch and I will watch the televiewer screen, see if anything else turns up. Come on, Mitch. Hey, Doc, did you switch the televiewer off? Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't remember. Well, it is off. I suppose it was on when you saw this, uh, dome. What do you take me for, a practical joker? Turn it on, Mitch. He probably switched it off unconsciously. Well, there's the picture. Hey, what's this? Huh? Oh, it's Doc's diary. What the devil's he putting in it? It's a private diary, Mitch. None of our business. Well, isn't it? Not even this? Huh? Look at it. Read it. My whole enthusiasm and interest in the trip is gone. We should never have come. Man has no right here. No right to carry the secrets of this planet back to Earth. Back to terrestrial beings who can neither understand them nor appreciate them and in consequence will only attempt to destroy them. Rip them to pieces. Tear them apart. As they have already begun to destroy their own planet. Did the doc write that? Well, it's his handwriting, isn't it? Yes, but... We'll tackle him with it later. What does he think he's doing? Does he want to demoralize all of us? I don't know, Mitch. I don't know anything anymore. Now, Doc, have you finished that drawing? Yeah, I finished it some time ago. Here, it's as accurate as my memory will allow me to make it. Hmm. Uh, the dome seemed to be made of some transparent material, and the low circular wall that supports the dome seems to have been erected on the crater's rim. It fits the rim exactly. What did the wall seem to be made of, Doc? Uh, I don't know. Some kind of metal, maybe. Well, it's a curious object, all right, but it doesn't tell us much. Nothing like so much as Doc's diary tells us. What do you mean? This is what I mean. What you wrote here today and then left lying around for all of us to read. What are you trying to do? Demoralize all of us? I don't know what you're talking about. You made it plain enough in here. You want us to know you've lost all enthusiasm for this trip. That we should stay up here, die up here. Have you gone crazy? No, but maybe you have. What, with domes over craters and, and then this? Let me see it. Well? Hmm? I didn't write this. It's your handwriting, isn't it? Yes, but I... I... Then, then what did you write? Show me. Go on. What I wrote isn't here. Ah! I merely recorded the normal events of the day. I give you my word, Mitch. I don't want it. Are you saying I'm a liar? Well, if that's how you want to put it, yes, I am. Now, hold on there, Mitch. You hold on yourself. Shut up. What else is he? There's the book. Shut up. Blimey. Nobody's calling anybody anything. We're going to get to the bottom of this calmly and without insulting each other. Now, Doc... Did you write this, or, or didn't you? Well, 
If I did, this is the first time I realized it. Then what did you write? I just told you the normal... Doc, ev- were any of the thoughts expressed on that page in your mind while you were writing? Yes, I suppose they were, but they weren't important. Ideas like that must have passed through the minds of all of us. It happens to everybody. You think of things you have no intention of doing, would hate to do, in fact. Like when you're in a car and the sudden fear of a possible accident strikes you, or when you make an air trip. But you don't have the accident. No, that's what those thoughts were like. But I had no idea I put them down. I would have sworn on my life that I just wrote about the work. How many days we'd been here, the the date, the time. Nothing like that on this page. There is on yesterday's page, I grant you that. Give him back the book, Mitch. Hey? Give it to him. To go on writing this dribble? I said give it to him. Thanks, Mitch. And Doc? Yes? Whatever anybody else thinks, I believe you. Thanks. You... Believe him. And why not? The things that have been happening to us since we've landed here, I'd believe anything. You would, eh? Well, I don't. Nothing's happened to me. It's you that's crazy, all of you. Cut it out, Mitch. That's it. You're all going crackers. Oh, but you. You're the only one still in step. We're all crazy, but you. Ah, I get it now. The whole thing's a conspiracy. Something the three of you have cooked up to try and send me crazy. So when I get back to Earth, I'll be considered unfit to make any further trips. Mitch. Then the field is clear for you. The exploration of space, the the glory of it is all yours. While I, who designed this ship and built her, kick my heels back on the deck there, watching you going and coming. (laughs) But you won't do it. Mitch, don't call such nonsense. I'll see you don't. You can stay here, all of you. Die here, like Doc says. Mitch. Oh, go. Yes. Help me get him onto his bunk. Yeah, yeah. Tell him you're clear. Nothing to report. (laughs) Mitch, you all right? I... I, uh, What happened? I hit you, Mitch. I had to. You you were raving like a lunatic. I'm sorry, Jet. If I do that again, you hit me again. What are we going to do, Jet? Exactly what we came up here to do. But what's the explanation of all this? I don't know. The only thing I can think of is that somebody, something, is getting at us. What? Getting at our minds in different ways. Lemmy hears music and it scares him, makes him feel he wants to go back home. You see things, unexplainable things, and write things in your diary you you don't intend. Mm. And Mitch? He seems immune to the whole business, except when we talk about it and then look what happens to him. That crater out there seems to be connected in some way. Hmm. We'll examine it thoroughly by every means we have. What, all of us? No, Mitch and I will go out. You stay with the televiewer. Okay. Keep us on the screen all the time. Watch every move. And let me stay by the radio and record every word we say. You agree to that, Mitch? Yes, Jet. Underneath. Can't tell. Maybe over to later. Jet and Mitch now on crater floor, approaching each other, getting stronger. 
hear anything? Getting stronger still. Mitch, do you hear anything besides the counter? Building up fast. Needle's going like mad. Hello, Earth. What was that? Lemmy, is that you? Hello, spaceship. X-4372, receiving you. Over. What on earth? Hello? Take off satisfactory position and velocity as per schedule. Over. Hello? Thank you, Venus. Next call will be at one Earth hour. That is all. Hello, Mitch. Lemmy, Doc, can you hear me? Hello, Jet. What's the trouble? Hello, Jet. Hello. Hello, Doc. Oh, watch where you're going. You're walking at right angles to the correct line. You've gone out of camera range. Uh, sorry, Doc. I'll put it right. What's up, Jet? Lost your sense of direction? Yes, Mitch. But not in the way you mean. And then I heard a spaceship that just left Venus call up Earth and give his position. What? That's not likely to happen for years. Fifty, a hundred, maybe two hundred. I heard it. And at the same time, the whole bay seemed to be full of structures. Radio masts, rocket platforms, and vehicles like tanks which were speeding along well-made roads. The bay was full of movement as though a lunar base was already built and in full working order. It was... Well, it, it was like a, a glimpse into the future. Yes! That was what it must have been. Just as a few hours ago, I must have had a glimpse into the past. Let's go home. We're not going home. None of us has been hurt, not physically. These moments are rare, only just a few seconds. We can't leave the job half done. No, Mitch, we can't. We'll carry on. Whatever it is that's got hold of us, whatever it's trying to do, it won't stop us. It won't drive us off, not until we're good and ready to go. Is that agreed? Agreed. Sure, agreed. Lemmy? Agreed. We'll leave that crater alone. From now on, nobody's to go with a hundred yards of it. That clear? It'll be a pleasure. <laughs> well, let's get started. Back to normal routine. Well, that's that. Everything aboard... I hope. How about it, Doc? All complete. I don't think we left anything behind. Murder, Mitch? All set. Well, get onto your couches. Strap yourselves in. Oh, boy. Well, it wasn't so bad after all, was it? Yeah, Rick, they must have heard us say nothing would stop us. They gave up trying. They, it, or whatever it was. <laughs> I'm beginning to think we must have dreamt the whole business. Yeah. Dome, music, everything. A whole week, undisturbed. And now we're going home. <laughs> to dear old mother Earth from Becky. Switch on the television, Lemmy. Let's take a last look round before we leave. Tell you, girl, on. Goodbye, Moon. Thanks for the use of the bike. Yeah, shadow's creeping up fast. Moon must look almost a crescent to the folks back home. Ah, look. There's the flag we raised the day we landed. Yeah. Looks lonely, doesn't it? Yeah, lonely's right. Especially without the tiniest breath of wind to disturb her. Look, she just hangs limp against the pole. Doesn't move. Switch her off, Lemmy. Switch on stern view. Stern view up. All set? All set, set. yeah. Doc, gyro. Gyro. Stand by for count-off. We're going home. But we'll be back. Firing in 15 seconds. Piccadilly, here I come. Ten. Five, four, three, two, one. Contact. Well, press it. 
Press the switch. I did. It, it, it didn't work. What? Press it again. Still nothing. Not a flicker. But on final check, the motor was okay. There can't be anything wrong. Hey, Jet, the radio's cut. And the radar. Oh, now the televiewer's going. Listen. The gyro. It stopped. Everything stopped. There's not a thing in the ship that works. You've been listening to Episode 3 of Journey into Space with Andrew Folds as Jet Morgan, Alfie Bass as Lemmy, Guy Kingsley Pointer as Doc, and David Williams as Mitch. Other parts were played by David Jacobs and Duncan McIntyre. The orchestra was conducted by Van Phillips, who also composed the music. Journey into Space was written and produced for the BBC by Charles Chilton. <laughs>